Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Elon Musk pod. My name is Will Walden. I'm the host of the show. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about SpaceX's Starship first orbital flight. So if you're not familiar with Starship, SpaceX and Elon are building this gigantic rocket, which is two phases. There's a booster phase, which launches the top phase into orbit. And the booster phase, booster four, if you will, is located down at Starbase in Texas. Same thing with Starship SN20, Ship 20. Now, both of these things will be launching sometime this year. And I would love to give you an exact date, but as of right now, there's no exact date for this thing to happen because the FAA has a uh, an environmental review for the Starbase facility and for these launches. That is going to be done at the end of February. So the earliest that SpaceX could launch Starship is March of this year. Are they going to do that? More than likely not. I wish I had better news for you, but unfortunately, it looks like SpaceX and Starship won't be launching anytime earlier than at least at least April. Now, let me explain what Starship is. And I'm going through this, no editing, anything like that. This is just off the top of my head. These, uh, you know, these giant rockets what they'll be capable of doing. And I live here in Brownsville. I live in Brownsville, Texas, which is about 25 miles away from SpaceX's headquarters at Starbase. I visit Starbase every single day. I film for my YouTube channel, the Space News Pod, very similar to the Elon Musk Pod. And you probably heard me kind of use some of that content on the Elon Musk Pod. But going down to Starbase, every single day to film and to do live streams. It's absolutely incredible. Uh, I get to see things that nobody else in the world gets to see. I get to see them stacking pieces of this gigantic rocket. It's nine meters round. That's about 30 feet. There's a lot of room in this rocket for different things, such as satellites. There will be people in this rocket eventually when they send people back to the moon and the Artemis programs that NASA is putting together. And those will be happening sometime, you know, in the in the mid-2020s. So SpaceX is gearing up to fly this thing. The 400-foot-tall rocket is 250-foot tall for the booster, somewhere around there, and 150 feet tall for the Starship, which is the spaceship on top of the booster. The booster currently has 29 Raptor engines on the bottom of it. This show is brought to you by Backblaze. I use Backblaze to back up my podcast, my video files, all of my writing stuff, and all my photos. And you get unlimited computer backup for Macs and PCs for just $7 a month. You can back up your own documents, photos, videos, drawings, projects, 
all of your data and access your backed up data from anywhere in the world using the web app. And you can access the files on your mobile too. iOS, Android apps, all covered. And this is the cool part. This is my favorite part. You can restore it by mail. A hard drive will come to your house with all your data shipped to your door. It could come to your business too. And you can restore return refund program. So you can buy a hard drive restore, send the hard drive back within 30 days and get a full refund. So basically they ship you this hard drive and then you ship it back and you don't ever pay for it, which is the perfect program for somebody who has huge files and you don't want to waste days and days downloading terabytes and teraflops of data. And if you're worried about accidentally deleting your files, two bucks extra a month, you can increase your retention history to one year. And I use it for all of my video files. It comes in super handy. So $7 plus $2, $9 a month, and you get everything backed up. Ease of mind for up to a year. And if you use the URL backblaze.com slash Elon, you get a fully featured 15 day, no credit card required free trial. Check it out. Play with it. Start protecting yourself from potential bad times. Back your stuff up. It's recommended by the New York Times, Inc., Macworld, PC World, LifeWire, Wired, Tom's Guide, 9to5Mac, and more. And it's recently been listed on the NASDAQ Stock Exchange under BLZE, so you know they're legit. Backblaze is committed more than ever to bringing easy and affordable data storage that you can trust. Don't be that person that forgot to back up their important files. We've got your back. Sign up for a free 15-day trial. No credit card required. Go there, sign up, play with it. It's really powerful and it's really easy to use. So go to backblaze.com slash Elon. Backblaze.com slash Elon. Backblaze.com slash Elon. It's going to be upgraded to 33. But right now, as this test vehicle is being built, 29 Raptor engines are on the bottom of it, ready to rip and roar sometime later this year. Now, it's going to be going Mach 25 when it re-enters, which is crazy. And that's for the orbital flight test that's coming up. And that's just for Starship. So let's go back to the booster. Booster 4, when it launches, um, it'll land in the Gulf of Mexico. And it's going to be a, a propulsive landing. So instead of just kind of doing what they did with the space shuttle or any other disposable rocket, it's going to land similar to a Falcon 9, which is their other rocket that they use all the time. 100 plus flights complete with Falcon 9. They land them vertically. It's incredible to see. So I've seen a Falcon 9 flight, and I've seen up close and personal how big Starship is. And I'm going to tell you, Starship dwarfs Falcon 9s. It is absolutely gigantic. It's like flying a skyscraper. The Starship itself is 164 feet. That's the thing on the top. And that will re-enter Earth's atmosphere at speeds of about 19,000 miles per hour during this hypersonic flight. Whoo, it is crazy how big and crazy this thing is. Like it's crazy how crazy it is. There we go. How about that? Now that let's take a let's take a little step back again. So this booster four, gigantic rocket. It's going to sink. It's going to be in the Gulf of Mexico. They may retrieve parts of it, but probably not. There's no reason to. Um, they're gonna get the FAA launch license, which will allow them to sink it in the Gulf. 
Um, and by the time it gets to the Gulf, all the fuel will be expelled. There'll be no fuel left. And it'll be, quote, a, quote, clean rocket at that point. So it'll just be a, basically like if a ship sank in the Gulf of Mexico. A big metal tube sinks to the bottom of the Gulf. Makes possibly a habitat for uh, marine life. Could stir up some stuff. Could be bad. Could be good. So that's up to the FAA, and that's up to uh, the environmental uh, review from the FAA. But let's talk about where the Starship will land. It's going to go all the way to Kauai from Brownsville, Texas. Brownsville, Texas is in the bottom, the very, very tip of Texas. South Padre Island, if you've ever heard of that, it's right on the border of Mexico. It's absolutely beautiful here. Every day is sunny. You know, you get very few days where it's really harsh weather. And when you do, you know, it's usually rain. When I'm just, I just moved here about six months ago. And the uh, first thing, like the first weather event that I had here was a flood. And I wasn't prepared for it. I didn't know what to do. I live, you know, pretty close to the, pretty close to the uh, shore here. I'm not on the beach, but I'm, you know, 20 minutes away. The water flooded up to my tires, midway of my tires, and I was like, uh-oh, this is not good. <laughs> but the other times during the year, when everything is perfect, that's another reason why SpaceX wanted to build here. It's because they have all year round to build this gigantic rocket. Now, being a Starbase, knowing what I know, talking to the people that I've talked to numerous times, uh, they they know this is going to work. And when the Starship gets to Kauai, it's going to do a soft rocket-powered ocean landing 62 miles north of Kauai. It'll sink in the Navy's Pacific Missile Range Facility. And that's according to the plans right now. And there's already stuff out there. It'll join dozens of warships that have gone down over the past decades during Navy sink exercises in waters that are 15,000 feet deep. So the USS Ingram was the most recent. It was targeted in mid-August of 2021 by Marines that fired missiles from Kauai and pummeled this thing with ammunition from aircrafts and submarines. So this area is built for this kind of stuff. Also, Department of Defense is interested in starships, so having it sink out there with the other naval ships, it's going to be protected by the Department of Defense, so nobody else sneaks over and uh, you know gets the information. Though you know, Elon Musk has talked about this so many times that all the information is out there, and I film pretty much everything that's being built into the starship anyway. It's just the engines that are important. So if they get a hold of these Raptor engines. That's not a good thing. So it'll be out in the in the Navy's uh, sink exercise area. So that's as safe as you can get. So Hawaii's role in the orbital test, um, it's pretty big. So it'll have uh, the super super heavy booster, right? The booster four will land in the Gulf, of course, and the Starship will land at Kauai. Starship's expected to carry crews to Earth orbit first, then around the moon, 
for the Dear Moon Project, and that's already paid for by uh, uh, an entrepreneur named MZ. He's just did a stint on the International Space Station to train for this, and he's going to bring some people along with him. Those people will be artists, they'll be uh, adventurers, explorers, and they'll be going around the moon and back on a private spacecraft. Not on a NASA spacecraft. Not on anything funded by the government. This is a trip that they paid for by themselves to Starbase's SpaceX. Sorry, to SpaceX to fly around the moon and back. That is unheard of. The Soyuz program, sometimes people get a trip to the ISS on the Soyuz program in Russia. They have to pay a couple million dollars for that. Uh, MZ has paid a ton of money. We're not exactly sure how much he paid, but he paid a ton of money. It's him and some other people on there. So him helping fund the Starship's development is part of that cost. So that's pretty cool. NASA wants to uh, fly a WB-57 high-altitude research jet close to Starship's reentry as well. And this is pretty cool because NASA wants to study the Starship as it comes back in to gauge the surface temperature of the Starbrick thermal tiles that will take the brunt of the heat that happens as the Starship comes back in. The fins of the Starship, you know, there's tiles all over those things. So the fins of the Starship will keep the ship in the right position as it's coming down, and they want to measure how hot these tiles get. TPS, those are the tiles, the uh, thermal protection system, the TPS. Uh, They have the bladers, ceramic tiles and reinforced carbon fiber, which is, you know, it's going to need some maintenance in between flights. There's going to be an inspection, a replacement time, and costs, according to NASA's uh, report. And the Starship's TPS is intended to provide a dramatic leap forward for demonstrating operational reuse requiring minimal to no maintenance between flights, says NASA. So if Starship can figure this out, where there's no maintenance, there's thousands of these tiles on a Starship, like the space shuttle. So we got to see how SpaceX can pull this off, if they can pull it off. And NASA is actually saying a date for the Starship launch. If everything goes well with the FAA, if everything goes well with SpaceX, if they can build a Starship by this time and they can get all the approval, the government approval for the FAA's flight and the environmental impact, NASA says Starship will be coming back down to Earth in March 2022. So we're hoping, we're really hoping that this all happens sooner than later. Now, Elon wanted this thing to happen by January. Is it possible that it could happen after March? Yes. It could definitely happen after March. It could happen... And I have, I have some, I'm going to spill some of my guts here. I see a lot of people, a lot of SpaceX employees, a lot of insiders, people that know some stuff. I know 
a lot of them, and I see them all over Brownsville. And I was speaking with one of them the other day. And the person that I spoke with, um, I just, I said, you know, we were just having a regular conversation. I was like, yeah, you know, it would be pretty cool. Uh, in March, if this thing flies, it'd be really neat if it flew before summer. And then you guys could build more throughout the summer. You'd have great weather and blah, blah, blah. And uh, this person said, we plan on flying it in June. So that'll be perfect. And uh, I kind of went, I kind of took a step back and I said, June. I was like, isn't the FAA thing done, you know, in March? Will you guys be ready in March? He said, well, uh, we're looking like, <laughs> looking a little bit later than that. I said, okay. Uh, I was like, we don't need to go into details or anything, but there's a lot of infrastructure down there and um, Starship and Booster 4 both need extensive testing before the flight. Uh, so make sure that you stay tuned here because I'm going to have more information as as soon as I get it about that. Now, if you want more information on a daily basis, please go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash space news pod and catch one of our live streams because then you can see everything that happens on the second that it happens at Starbase, whether they're lifting a pipe for a, a, a fuel tank or they're lifting a starship on top of a booster, you would be able to see it if you uh, went to our live stream. So it's pretty cool, pretty neat. So this first proposed mission, uh, the second stage, which is the starship SN20, it'll be landing off the coast of Hawaii in the Pacific Ocean. Uh, SpaceX expects the super heavy and starship would break up on impact. That's from an FAA report. And it'll sink because the starship, they're mostly made of steel and it'll break up on impact because it's going to hit, you know, it's going to hit the ocean. It's not going to be perfect, but it'll break up enough that it'll sink. That's according to the FAA. Ted Ralston, a retired aerospace engineer, said Hawaii would likely be ruled out for land-based return. Uh, rather, SpaceX may have in mind sparsely populated uninhabited islands in the Western Pacific with little commercial air traffic. So it's possible that they launch... Uh, starships in the future and they land them to test out the landing of a starship on the islands in the Pacific ocean. One of the smaller islands, pretty interesting for these first tests. I mean, really they only need a landing pad. They don't really need much infrastructure for that. So if they could find a spot on one of these smaller islands and just, you know, get the FAA approval and land on one of the islands, that would be absolutely amazing. It would take out a huge amount of the equation because they could learn how to land these without destroying any of their current infrastructure at Boca Chica and Starbase. Interesting. That was one of the most interesting things that I've heard lately is that SpaceX could keep doing these uh, orbital flights and land on an island. A tropical island. Crazy. Sparsely populated or uninhabited islands in the Western Pacific. Now that that's um you know, that's a that's another sticky situation because if it's uninhabited, there's a lot of wildlife there that nobody touches. And could SpaceX make a landing pad, you know, on the like on top of a hill, on top of a mountain? It's possible. 
but they would have to get so many, they have to get through so many regulations to do that. And they're building Mechazilla down here at Starbase, a giant tower, 450 foot tall tower, which will eventually, eventually catch these things. So it'll eventually catch a starship, eventually catch a booster. That's going to be crazy in the future. So getting permits to land in Texas, uh, it's a ballistic reentry. And it might be more complicated than getting the uh, permission of landing on an island. So, you know, you develop this gigantic rocket factory. You don't want a, a stray booster to smash into the tower and ruin everything that you built for the last year, you know. So I think landing on an island is absolutely imperative for SpaceX and Starship in the future to learn how to do this. So thank you, everybody. Um, let me know on YouTube that you came from the podcast, that you came from the Elon Musk pod. Uh, when you join up in chat, that's Space News Pod on YouTube. Check for the live streams. I'm down there every day. We can interact. We can chat. Let me know what you think. Thanks again, everybody. And I will see you next time. Take care.